Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing really good. Good. Well, welcome back to Life's Middle Moments. My name is Bree. I'm 26. I live in Texas, and I'm the daughter half of this mother-daughter podcast. Hello. My name is Sheila. I am 51. I live in Arkansas, and I am the mother half of this mother-daughter podcast. We are so excited to be recording again, um, getting a little bit more back on our routine, and hopefully we'll have another life life update episode to share soon when things kind of settle down and everything. But today, we've been talking about just how times are changing. We actually talk about this pretty frequently, I feel like, but we always are, you know, especially with me teaching the future generation and me being in the middle and then talking to you. And we just kind of share stories about how life used to be back in your day and then like how like <laughs> I was growing up and then what kids are doing these days. And we've decided that there's very few things that are still the same. And I don't think those things will ever change. But then there is so much that is just so different, even in the short 40 years between like you and my kids, you know, mm-hmm. um, and how school is and everything like that. So we wanted to just kind of talk about this today, go, you know, walk down memory lane, get some nostalgia feels and just share what is happening. What's hip happening with the world and our youth <laughs> and all the things. Um, so we wanted to start with the thing that kind of got us talking about this as a teacher, and I teach fifth grade, but I intercept so many notes being passed in class. And I was just thinking, you know, they seem so young, first of all, but they also have phones at this age too, for the most part. So I do also have kids texting in class pretty frequently, where I'm like, put your phone away, put your phone away, give me your phone, which is weird. You know, that definitely is different the age group of kids having their phones in class and everything. But one thing that just doesn't seem to ever change is the fact that kids are passing notes in school. You pass notes in in school. I pass notes. Even once I had a cell phone and everything, and then my kids today are still passing notes. So Mm -hmm. whereas the difference is in your high school days, like that was your only form of communication. (laughs) Right. Right. There, there were definitely no, no phones, no cell phones. Um, we didn't even, that that wasn't even anything we could even imagine at that time. <laughs> that was so futuristic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. Like, I, I feel like that form of communication will never die. But then we were talking about some other forms that are definitely dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I was so, one of the things, and, and you were kind of surprised when I said this, but one of the things that I, when I think back on time, um, the time frame when I was a kid or a teenager, and there were pay phones and phone booths everywhere, you know, just on random street corners and uh, on the wall outside of businesses, grocery stores and Walmart and uh, just gas stations you know, there was that, that was your primary means to get in touch with someone if you were out and about. And, you know, I I mean, one of the things when we were, when we were teenagers and driving and, and running around, we always had to make sure we had dimes or nickels or quarters in (laughs) our, 
in our ashtrays, which is another funny thing because you guys oh, don't yeah. even know what an ashtray is because that was that was part of our vehicle. It was an ashtray, no. um, and of course we didn't use it for for ashes. We used it for change, but it was how do you, you know, just the idea. I would have never, I I would have never, in a million years imagined that I would not see phone booths or yeah. pay phones. And when we do now, we think it's so crazy. <laughs> it's so, you know, it's so bizarre. Yeah. I mean, one of the, you know, one of the um, campgrounds that we, st- that we camp at pretty frequently has a pay phone outside of the restrooms. And, you know, it's, it just, it still catches me when I see it that I think, Oh yeah, payphone. That's interesting, <laughs> you know. And to be able to be, I mean, because I can. I mean, I'm old enough to remember the time frame when it cost a dime to make a phone call, up to when it cost twenty five cents to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. I think it got up to thirty five, <laughs> maybe when we we just actually quit using them. But wow. But yeah, that just. That you know, was one of the things that just I thought was so bizarre. That well, for safety, they reasons. just phased out (laughs) they really should have kept phone booths and pay phones for Uh safety when you get if a child gets lost but they know their mom's number or something or if you're just lost or your cell phone dies or whatever I can't think of how many times my cell phone has almost been dead and I've been like low on gas and you just immediately start panicking because you Uh don't want to walk up to a stranger well actually that did happen to me remember when I my I got a flat tire my phone was broken, totally broken and dead. And I had nowhere, like, I was just like, oh my gosh, I have to borrow a phone. I had to borrow McDonald's phone. <laughs> so like, <laughs> right. you, they need to have pay phones. It'd be way more like convenient yeah. like me who don't yeah. like to borrow their phone. Well, when me and your dad first moved out into our first apartment together, um, this would have been in 1988, Yeah. Yeah, the fall of 1988, we didn't have, um, I mean, we were barely, we were barely scraping two pennies together to have enough to pay Mm -hmm. for rent uh, and utilities and my car payment. I mean, let alone us having money to do anything else, but we couldn't afford to have a, um, a, a telephone, a home phone put in. And, um, so we would have to walk across the street to, um, Speedy Mart and the gas station that was right there on the corner and use the payphone to call my mom or his mom or our friends or anyone. If we had to make a phone call, we had to walk across the street to the payphone. Mm. And if they needed you, they, they couldn't call you. They just said, they couldn't, Bye. no, they just had to show up <laughs> or, call one of our moms to see if we were there. <laughs> I cannot imagine somebody just showing up to my house now. I know you guys did that a lot too back then. You just show up to somebody's work, show up to their house, whatever. Like mm-hmm. I can't fathom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, I can, I can still remember, um, you know, a few months into our lease and finally being able to, and, and, and here's the saddest <laughs> The saddest part is our monthly phone bill was right around $20 a month. And that was still too much for us at first to even budget in. And so a few months in and we realized, okay, okay, we're going to, we're doing okay. We're going to be able to, you know, we're past all of the initial 
you know, getting the utilities turned on and everything. Okay, let's go ahead and hook up the phone. And, uh, <laughs> and we did. And I just remember just feeling just uh, this sense of, you know, accomplishment because we no longer had to walk across the street to wow. use telephone. And people could call us. And now we had a phone number to give out. Oh, um, yeah. And now we didn't have an answer machine or anything like that yet. <laughs> this was still, this was still before that had even happened. And it was on the wall. It was, it was attached to the wall. It wasn't anything cordless or anything like that. It was corded. <laughs> wow. Well, and I still wonder whenever they're going to get rid of that part on paperwork and stuff that says home phone. I'm like, does anybody even put, like, does anybody have one? Because you guys have a phone, but it's like for telemarketers. You, I've mm-hmm. never seen you use your home phone. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I, I, I agree with you because when it, even when it comes to, I don't even know what my home phone number is. <laughs> I, could, I could not even tell you without looking at my, at my phone bill. And the only reason that we do even still have it, it's, a, it's hooked to our security system. Oh yeah. (laughs) And otherwise, I mean, if we ever, once we change out that, or once we do an upgrade there, we just, yeah, we could just completely get rid of that altogether. And it's so, it's so strange to me because, um, you know, I can remember when, when I was young and, uh, typically if you had two phones in your house, one was in the kitchen and one was in your parents' bedroom. Like you, if you had two phones and I can remember um, at a certain point when we were shifting, my parents were shifting us around into different bedrooms in the house. And we ended up me and my sister, because we almost always, the whole time I was growing up, we almost always shared a bedroom and I can remember they shifted us around and we ended up in the master bedroom with a wall outlet for a phone <laughs> and I was so excited and I bought a Garfield telephone, which was the rave at the time. <laughs> and I even still have a picture um, and we could share that on one oh, of our social media sites. Yeah. Um, me laying on the bed posing uh, for a picture with my Garfield phone with my, uh, my letters, my, my, um, my sewn up cotton field letters that I made in home ec and my ruffly curtains, <laughs> my ruffly bedspread, <sighs> which, which was all the rave in the eighties. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of letters, we don't write letters anymore either. I think you would, if you had somebody who lived in another country, maybe, but I guess just with cell phones and social media, you don't need to. Yes, I know that is so, that is the other thing that is so um, crazy for me to even realize that, that letters aren't written anymore because I still have a shoebox full of letters with my cousins and my, my best friends over summer. That was how we communicated. That's how we kept up with each other. We had to write letters. Well, I even wrote letters when I moved in third grade and we moved out to where you are now. And I kept up with one of my friends or my little boyfriend or whatever with letters, but just only for like a brief couple of months. They did not even last that long, but it was before we had cell phones and stuff. And then since then, I 
I wrote a letter to one of my friends in high school, like when I went off to college, that was kind of fun that we would do sometimes, but that's it. And I like joked to my kids just a couple of days ago and she was like, I'm moving away. It's going to be so sad. I'm going to miss my friends. And I said, you can text. She said, I don't have a phone. My mom will let me text. And I was like, oh, well, you can write letters. She was like, looked at me like I was the craziest person in the world. Like it was a joke. Like, yeah. Oh, that's so funny, Miss Kaufman. Like, I was being serious. <laughs> um, like, yeah. Did you know you could do that? And it's like almost free. Like it's cheaper sometimes than like talking. Yes. But, okay. <laughs> well, and back, and back in my day, um, which is funny because I never thought I'd ever say that phrase either. But <laughs> back in my day, we had stationery that was specifically like we would spend time at at the department store or Walmart or, um, you know, a thrift, you know, one of our discount stores looking through all the stationary options to find mm-hmm. the cutest, you know, funniest. Um, and it would depend, we would have multiple sets of stationary, uh, and they would have matching envelopes with them as well. So you'd have your little stationary and your, and your matching envelope, and it would depend are you going to write a letter to your boyfriend? Oh, you're going to use this one that has like little hearts and, and little chocolate kisses or whatever on it, or you're writing to your best friend. So you're going to have one that's got like rainbows or sunshines or, you know, different patterns or whatever, or you had characters. And then you could tell as you started to get older, they would be more like clouds or, um, you know, just, just a little bit of colors or, um, almost like a, you know, just a smeared pattern, painted pattern or something. Um, And yeah, I mean, that was a big deal too, was you didn't just write a letter. I mean, you did sometimes too. You just wrote it on notebook paper. But if it was, if you were going to spend extra time to make sure, you know, that you would get your specific stationery. (laughs) Oh, that's so, that sounds so fun. Yeah. And I still have those in my shoebox from where my friends sent those to me like that, you know, so Mm -hmm. cool. Well, that just has me thinking about the intention that we set behind things. Cause we were even talking earlier, how you just, you only text someone now with like a purpose. We don't just call our friends and talk to them on our landlines anymore. Our phones, we don't even call each other on our cell phones just to catch up. Uh, And I especially know teenagers don't do this very frequently. Like they don't talk to each other. And it's like the intention that you set behind it. When you're writing letters, you're it's this whole ordeal. And then when we text each other, like my friends and I, it's like information-based and then you're done. You don't really think about that person and like put that thought behind it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much more. Yeah. Fun. And it's even, you know, even from my mom's generation and it's, it's really important for that phone conversation, you know, if you're going to, if you're, if you're not going to go and in-person visit, which is most important, you know, for her generation, and it's important for mine too, but even more so for her generation is to be able to sit down and visit and face-to-face and interact and, you know, um, hug each other before you leave. And, and that's important to me too, but, but I can even see that as I've adapted to technology and cell phones and texting, I have started to adapting to less and less of in-person, less and less of phone calls. And it really, you know, it kind of makes me sad actually sometimes when I, when I stop and think, 
how how quickly I am to just go to one of those other options mm-hmm. than to just drive over, sit down, you know, spend a couple hours with someone. Yeah. I know. I mean, it's even worse for my generation. We don't just drop in and visit each other. Like we don't visit unless it's to catch up because we haven't seen each other in a long time, but it's like just so much further out. I feel like, and I don't, Mm -hmm. I still don't even like call it. It could be months before I see some of my closest friends sometimes in like a genuine way. Otherwise it might be texting like a funny TikTok and that's it. Like, I don't know. It just has gotten so much more distant. Yeah. Disconnected. I was thinking about this too, the other day with social media, it's a little bit awkward because you don't have to see people to know what they're doing. So it's like, why would I hang out with you? If everything, if I could see everything from the comfort of my home, why would I like catch up with you? I already know it all. I already know what you've done all week. Yeah. Yeah, that's true because we are so quick to, you know, post and keep everybody, you know, so updated. And I even remember when social media for my generation first came out with MySpace and (laughs) things like that. Yeah. And I can remember at that time it was, we were all very excited because it was a way for us to keep in touch with um, family members or friends that we didn't see on a daily or weekly mm-hmm. or monthly and even sometimes yearly basis. I mean, it really truly was to keep them abreast of what we were doing in our lives and to just, you know, kind of keep, you know, in close communication with each other. But I feel like we have really taken it to, you know, even more extreme. And I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it myself because I, I want to share. I just, I share and share and share. And Mm -hmm. at a certain point it's, you know, it's, is it, is it oversharing? Is it, you know, because what, what is the purpose or point when you're right, when we get together with people now, um, we already know what people have been up to and doing. And really all we're, all we're really at that point, um, we're, we want to know more if we didn't get, if all we got was pictures, we want some stories, Yeah, you know, but, um, but you're also just kind of acknowledging like, Oh, I saw last weekend you went to Disney. How was that? And it's like, obviously it was good. I don't know. Like then right. to share about Disney because they, because then their response is like, yeah, yeah, we did. It was good. Instead of like, yeah. Oh my gosh, girl, last weekend we went to Disney. Yeah. So yeah. what do you, what have you been up to? Because you really genuinely don't know. And it's just, it's rare anymore for that because, you know, we, we do tend to, um, we share, we share Mm -hmm. so much and so often. And even if it's, even if it's like off of social media, but to your point earlier, texting to each other Mm -hmm. and, or Snapchatting each other, or, you know, even if it's in a more private manner, we all still do that so much, you know, with just, you know, keeping each other updated, which, you know, I mean, I, I definitely would never want someone to stop doing that with me because I love it. I want to stay updated. I want to get those pictures. I want to know what's going on. I want to get those texts with updates and, you know, I, or Snapchats. I want to see, I want to watch those little videos and I want to know what's going on because, 
you know, that is a way for me to stay connected with everyone. So, you know, it's like, what? I don't know. It's like, it, it's one of those things that it's like, where, where's the, where's the balance of it? Because I want it. I want to share it and I want to get it back. Yeah. But, but when I think back um, 30, 40 years ago, that, like you said, we had to have, it had to be more purposeful. There had to be more intention behind it because if we were going to go over to a friend's house, we were hanging out. I mean, and we were catching, we were literally catching up because we had no idea. And if, and if we knew that our friends were out of town on vacation, we had no idea what they were doing on it because we, we didn't know until they got back and they had gone up and, and had their pictures developed from their roll of film. And then we would sit there together and look through hard copy pictures and they would tell us the whole story of what, what they did on their vacation. And now it seems like they already saw it. So it, it just like, there's no point in saying it because it's like, Oh my gosh. And we saw a stingray and they're like, Oh, I saw that picture. And you're just like, yeah. Like you have nothing else right. to say as the picture. You're like, Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. So just like, I don't know. It takes it away, but yeah, you just want to share it with people. So it's mm-hmm. kind of so makes hard. you almost want to just kind of become very, very private and very reclusive. And then people, you can genuinely share some really good stuff with people yeah. well, <laughs> when I, you see them. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I love those people. I love the people who don't share so much. And it does turn into some really good, deep conversation when I see them. I love that. Yeah. That's, That's good. Mary and I were just talking about that the other day too. And she was saying, like, do you know how much space in your brain is taken up by just people on the internet that you have no reason to know what they're up to. Like somebody's pregnant that you don't talk to anymore or somebody just moved states. Like, why do you care? You don't need to know that. Mm-hmm. Or like, look what they had for dinner. And now that image and that thought is in your brain when it could have been Ooh. like, what's the point? You know, why are you holding all this space? She was like, you won't realize the free time. Cause she stopped using social media pretty much. Like she just got, got back on Facebook only for like um, neighborhood stuff. And she was like, you don't realize how much free time you have in your own brain when you're Mm. consuming other people's lives. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And if those people aren't, if they're not close enough to you to have, um, to have interactions with on a one-on-one basis outside of the social media aspect of it, um, you know, if you're not having those sidebar conversations with people, it, it's like, are then, then who are all those other people? Yeah. And like you said, you're, you're sitting there just scrolling and, and, you know, looking through and, and even um, more so for me would even be an app like TikTok where I, I am friends with some family members on there, but I very rarely see their stuff and I'm sure they very rarely see mine, but, but, but I'm interacting with people. I know, I know I'll never meet in person, Mm -hmm. but we're interacting because we're liking each other's posts or whatever, or videos or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and if you just took that group of people away, you know, because I mean, yes, to a degree, I love I love when I'm, when I'm, you know, scrolling through TikTok and I see the video that really touches me or has some, 
some deeper meaning and, um, you know, makes me think. And then I also love the ones that make me laugh when I feel like I need to laugh or, you know, just different things like that. But yeah, you can consume a lot of time and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I love, I love, you know, putting together uh, different things to share on that app. Um, you know, putting together uh, slideshows or videos or talking, you know, sharing my thoughts. But, you know, I guess at the end of the day, if I stopped, I, I mean, it would be fine because I have my family and my friends and, you know, other people, they are, they are the ones to me that it's most important that they hear that message that I'm trying to share. Yeah. And, you know, not, I mean, I've never, you know, I've never gone viral on TikTok or anything. So, uh, so I don't know that aspect of it, but I know the, (laughs) the 400 people who view it and the 15 people who like it, I mean, you know, are they, they're still going to just live their lives if I'm not there. (laughs) I didn't change, I didn't change the world. Right. I don't think. Well, maybe, maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> let, let me speak from experience having gone viral on TikTok. You know, my, my, okay, let me rephrase. Nova went viral on TikTok. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and let me just tell you, I changed their lives. That video was life changing for them. I just know it. <laughs> so if you haven't seen that TikTok of Nova where I ask her all her favorite words, you need to see it. But, um, no, but I, and, and I was thinking of the one of Jack's that kept, he kept trying to go around the, he kept going around the table. Oh, yeah. You yes. move it. And he kept going around the table. Yeah. I love it. I love dogs and kids. See, and that makes people happy. I do. I, I do. TikToks that are not going to change anybody's lives. But I do have dog TikToks that I just know for certain are just making people say. Because all the other dog yes. TikToks that I see make my whole, like, week, month <laughs> life. So. Yes. <laughs> but I was thinking, I just feel like we all have this fear that maybe we don't even want to admit or we don't recognize but we don't want to be forgotten and we want everybody to know that we like made something of ourselves and that we're doing fine and Mm -hmm. it's like you can't tell people you're doing fine if they don't see it all the time about how fine you are and how much Mm -hmm. fun your life is and it's like this whole thing Mm -hmm. but but what are people going to it's like you want to celebrate your accomplishments with all these and we just forget that we're doing this for us. Mm-hmm. I know I definitely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's like, um, and I know I definitely, I definitely feel that I am much more open and, and verbal about things now, very much more right in front of people with my thoughts and desires and dreams and <laughs> whatever else. Um, because you, just what you said, I don't want to be forgotten. Yeah. If there's a way for me to put something out there that you or Andrew or Sophie or Tyler can go back and listen to, that's, that's, that's my end result goal yeah. right there. And here's the thing, like people are going to be on social media, whether we boycott it or not. So, mm-hmm. you know, why not put out some wholesome stuff or just some real stuff? Cause that's why I enjoy TikTok so much. It's more real than Instagram and Facebook. And well, Facebook gets pretty real when people get 
you know, <laughs> like, hey, just got out of jail. I'm doing okay, you know, which I need to hear that too. I'm like, good for you. Like, I'm staying up to date on this whole saga. But I feel like, you know, people are still going to be on there. So if you have something to say, like, the message is going to hit the right person mm-hmm. at the right time and just give them what they need. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, unless you're, unless you're, unless it is affecting other parts of your life and not allowing mm-hmm. you to be productive or you're, you, you have um, a loss sense of reality, you know, there's, there's some other things there, then yes, I am an advocate for social media outlets to mm-hmm. share and see what other people are up to or doing <coughs> or even to you know share your thoughts or message with someone and you know what somebody may have needed to hear that or sharing your videos of Jackson Nova because you know what someone may have needed to see that today and someone yeah. may have needed that smile and that laugh and you know I love that I I love the the little the dogs the animals the the babies the kids I love the people I love the adults. I love the people who are just raw and real and emotions are just overflowing when, mm-hmm. you know, they're sharing so, you know, intimate pieces of, of themselves. And I do, I love that. And I love seeing pictures on Facebook and Instagram. And I mean, I probably one of the reasons that I share is because I love when other people share and it's kind of like a give and take for me you know (laughs) yeah I think we definitely just have to monitor it for ourselves because I'll even go on little fasts here and there where I'm like okay this is giving me bad thoughts especially Instagram you know and I'm just like no I gotta get off this for a while like I'll come Mm -hmm. back in a week when I'm ready to see everything you know um, or yeah, muting people's posts, but being able to keep it for yourself. Uh-huh. Just yeah, yeah, and doing doing just quick scrolls that yeah. are just you know I, you're just no. hitting the highlights. <laughs> right. Well, I know that it's time for me to take a break. When I start to think, I should post this whenever, like before I even do something or think something, and I'm like, whoa, what? Why? Yeah. Why do I post this? Or like, here's what. I can already say for when I put this on my story and it's like, ew, why am I, that's my whole purpose for doing this thing is just so I can like put on my story. That's gross. Like Mm -hmm. I need to come back to reality. I need to do this for me. Am I getting enjoyment out of this? And if I am out of posting because it's like fun, that's different. But when that takes over the thought more than like enjoying that thing in the moment, I'm like, okay, time for a break. I've lost reality, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I know I have, um, there's been times that I have accumulated um, pictures of get-togethers or with the grandkids and things like that, and sometimes I get more enjoyment sharing that when it's like 30 days (laughs) worth of just snapshots than to just put them up there right away, you know? Yeah. It's it's like if I'm, I, I mean... Because part of it too is just even as I as I'm going back through them and looking at them and uh, remembering exactly what we were doing or you know something funny or whatever or something sweet and that's that's always nice too to go oh okay oh yeah I'm gonna share these these were really cute you know or oh this was a fun time oh yeah oh yeah I forgot to post 
anything yeah. about this. Yeah, I guess I'll share it, you know. And some of sometimes it being, you know, you always know you have, you know, family members or friends who, you know, they do look for things like that, you know, because yeah. they want to see and, and they want to hear because, and, and I think that we learned a lot about this the year of COVID or the two years of COVID when we weren't all together, we weren't able to get together as often. And so people were really seeking that um, just to, to be able to stay closely in touch with each other. Um, but, you know, like you said, I love, I love long weekends when we go camp at places that do not have cell signals and do not have mm-hmm. internet. And I look forward to those. <laughs> yeah. And because it's, and it's sad, I guess, but part of it being that I, I reach out, I let everybody close to me know, you know, who's not, you know, ones who are not going to be there with us. I let them know we're going to be out of touch. You know, we're going to, we'll, we'll try to check messages here and there, but so I don't, I'm, I'm not glued to my telephone. I don't even know where it is sometimes when I'm on the trip. Because I, if it's not to get out to take pictures of, of other stuff that we're doing, I don't even know where it's at. Yeah. I think it's really sweet that you have enough people that would actually be reaching out to you and be worried about you. Cause I know that that <laughs> happen. Like if they don't get a hold of you in the weekend, they're gonna be like, something's wrong with Sheila. But so you have to like tell 10 to 15 people that you're going to be out of town. Whereas I just like go off grid for three days times. And my friends are just waiting in my inbox at my friends. I say the one to two that like actually text me within three days and they just think nothing of it. Like I, they just know I, yeah, I'm not gonna reply sometimes, or no one's reaching out to me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just have zero messages because <laughs> not that many people would care where I am. But uh, yeah, well, we went off on a little bit of a social media tangent. Yeah, I think we kind of got on that one and, and ran <laughs> with it for a while. I don't think that was our original intent, but I guess it was. It was kind of chocked full of how different it has made our lives than um, because so. One day Sophie was over at the house and I had pulled out all of our, um, our hard, um, our hard film pictures, you know, and I was putting them into some photo albums. It's the first time she had, she was just, Oh, what is this? You know? And that's the thing. When I think back to one of the things when we were talking about this earlier, I, I can't believe this did come to mind processing film having oh, hard yeah. pictures and all of a sudden one day it stopped <laughs> yeah. and now everything is electronic mm-hmm. but I still have boxes tubs of pictures from when I was young when you guys were young all the way up until gosh I guess we were still taking I guess I was still getting pictures developed even maybe even when you went away to college I'm not sure but at a certain point um you know, places that, that had processing from processing services stopped. And now you have to send off to get your pictures. You have to go to certain places and it's very limited Mm -hmm. where you can even get pictures developed. And, and it's very rare that people take, that people have a camera and film. And I don't know if you remember when you, when you were little, but um, you know, I've always loved taking pictures and that your dad bought me a couple of different cameras as birthday gifts when we were, you know, when we were younger. 
And I remember with that would come a camera bag and then of course the film and, and the, you know, it had to be a specific size depending on your camera and then your extra lenses and, you know, your zoom lens and everything else. And that just, I still have them, but I can't tell you the last time I've used them. Yeah. You better keep those. Those can go in like national treasury or something. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. I'm going to have to just get those out and take pictures of them someday and show you guys (laughs) like this is (laughs) and then when I was a kid you know my parents even had a Polaroid camera yeah so it was like we thought that was the that was the like top of the line because you take a picture wait like you know kind of wave it around a little bit and it would start to come to life and then you're like oh there's the picture Yeah, well, those kind of made a comeback, too, because now it's, like, really popular to have a cute, bright-colored Polaroid camera. Mm. Like, like they made their way back, and now it's, like, vintage, but it's, like, (laughs) new-age-looking, you know? Right, right. Yeah, those are the coolest things. Yeah. And if that, that was your, those were your only opportunities to retake a picture like to know immediately a picture didn't turn out <laughs> yeah well you have me thinking about digital cameras and I remember getting my digital camera when I was like 12 or 13 from y'all mm. for like Christmas or a birthday or something and it was the best because then it would show you your picture on the screen yes you could just delete yes. them and take another one and flash and no flash and like all this yes so try cool. it all out and then, and then take it, and plug computer. it into the, yeah. yes, <laughs> just hard, yes. How weird. Oh and- yeah. Upload it. And, and you could upload it and then you had, you'd have your disc inside the computer. Oh yeah. And so you'd upload it and then copy it down to your disc or, you know, over to your disc. And then you had it on your disc. And I even remember floppy disc, which were the hard square ones, you know, and then, then we had CDs and then we yeah. would, you know, copy it over to the CDs. And, um, that was, I mean, I still have boxes of, of discs and CDs yeah. that are full of photos. Okay. Wait, that has me thinking about something else that will never change, but it like, it will stay the same, but it has changed in some ways too. So you guys had cassettes, you know, like cassette tapes, but you would mm-hmm. make a tape for someone if you liked them. And so you'd have to mm-hmm. record, listen to the radio and like record it on your cassette tape and all that kind of stuff. Well, then when CDs came out, we would burn CDs for friends and like make a whole CD playlist of whatever songs you wanted, right. you burn them onto your CD. And then when iPads or iPods came out and everything, like you would download music but now you make playlists for people. So you just go on Spotify and like you, the music doesn't live anywhere hard, but you like make a playlist and then you send it to somebody like on a text and they have like the link to the Spotify playlist and they open it up. Oh my God. Well, now they even, you can scan Spotify playlist. This girl like got a tattoo on her arm of the Spotify barcode. Kind of like when you scan a QR code or a barcode. No Spotify has their own like version of that where you, it turns your playlist that you made into its own like code and then you can scan it. Yes. And it pulls you serious. Yeah. And so this artist like did it on her arm so that anytime she was out and she's like, oh, I'm a singer. 
they're like, what do you, what songs do you have? She's like, scan my tattoo and it would pull up her Spotify playlist. Oh my gosh. Things are getting weird. I know, but it's like something stay the same, like music. Yeah, that's true. Forever, but you Mm -hmm. record it and gift it to someone in different ways. (laughs) That is true. That is true. But again, the intention, well, actually I feel like with that one, the intention behind it is still the same. You're choosing those yeah. songs for a purpose and putting them together, you know, mm-hmm. the whole, yeah. I will never get rid yeah. of burned CDs that my friends made me. So. Yeah. Well, and that was like, I remember when I got rid of the bulk of my cassette tapes. I mean, for one at the time, I didn't really have anything that would play them and they were so old that when I would play them, they would, they would just tear apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then that would kind of make me sad. So I finally just said, okay, I got rid of the bulk of them. Um, but yeah, that was definitely something that, you know, we'd spend hours, hours on a Saturday afternoon uh, listening to Casey Kasem count down <laughs> the, the top hits and, you know, coming in at number three and you'd listen do I want three? Do I want three? I wonder what, I wonder what's going to be three this week. <laughs> and you'd be ready, ready to hit record. And then depending on what tape player you had, you may have to push play and record at the same time. Oh, you have to hit it just tricky. right. And you didn't want to get Casey Kasem, but sometimes you did <laughs> Come, coming in at number three. <laughs> That's and then the number one for the week. And you're like, Oh gosh, what is it? What? Is it? Okay. We haven't heard. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness good times but yeah that's true because you would spend hours I'm sure burning your cds yeah and then even picking a playlist I can still remember from ipods um picking our picking our songs our our songs to you know copy over um, yeah you did like, our ipods that is the weird thing about music now which I love that about spotify and apple music and stuff any you have access to any song that you ever want to hear, which is just so cool because, you know, back then you'd have to think, what was that song called? You'd have to like search it and be really specific (laughs) about adding it over. But now it's like, you can play any song you want anytime from just about anywhere. Yeah. That's so crazy. Like think about it. We went from the seventies and eighties where we had to wait for a song to play on the radio. Yeah. And now they're just at your fingertips and it's nobody like listens to the radio anymore but mm-hmm. I'm impatient and the same like four songs play on the radio when I do listen to the radio so I'd rather just have my music mm-hmm. I think that was one of the greatest inven- inventions or like advances because or advancements because music just like does something to you it can just flip your mood and make you so I don't like powerful in whatever you want to be doing and so I just I think that was good. I think that was the betterment of everyone for the betterment of everyone. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have, um, I have Spotify downloaded on my iPad and I, I, I carry that, you know, I take it with me every day to work. And, um, and I even have found that if I, if I, I always try to check to make sure my downloads, I don't know if it happens to you, but Sometimes my downloads are like randomly not there. The songs, the mm-hmm. listings are all there, but it the download's no longer there. Yeah. It's like, it's a weird connection or something. So I always try to make sure. But you're so right because there are days 
that I want to listen to a podcast while I'm working. And then there are days that I'm like, nope, I need to hear some 80s pop right now. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, maniac, maniac. <laughs> yeah, it just does something. I mean, I you know, know, it's like, and I have all my, I have like five or so different playlists for whatever, like mood or whatever's happening. You know, I have my 70s um, pop songs. I have my 80s. I have my 80s country. Yeah. I have my 90s. <laughs> yes, I know. I do the same thing. I have like a couple of sets on repeat that I'm like every day on the way to work. Well, not every day. I like to listen to this one radio show here. But some days I'll be like, okay, I've got to get in like a better mood or whatever. Or I'm in a really good mood and I want music to go along with it. And you like think about mm-hmm. what you play before and it's just crazy yeah now you're right that's definitely one that's um but what's but but it's funny you know um Sophie at eight years old she has a radio um on her on her headboard in her bedroom and she has it set to 107.9 which Mm -hmm. is you know one of the local stations here in Arkansas Mm -hmm. and I'm sure I grew up with it I'm sure you grew up with it and now Sophie's growing up with 107.9 yeah and uh she's listening to Delilah who I listen Aww, to and I'm yeah you probably listen Delilah. to yeah and it's like and it's so cool and of course we have when she comes and stays the night over here we have a radio in the you know in the guest room and um she always we turn it on and it pretty much it stays on 107.9 but she likes to turn it on when she's getting ready for bed and so it's so funny because I guess that is something music, I, I guess, overall is something that is going to be forever. Yeah. It may change the tunes, the rhythms, the, the artists, but when you think about just music in general, but it's, and you know, it is interesting that, you know, she's another generation and she is listening to a radio, Yeah, you know, but she also has a tablet, but she listens to a radio for music. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. You should ask your, your students one day how many of them have a radio in their bedroom or in their house. I should. Because I'd be curious to know, does anybody still have, it, yeah. you know, radios? Because I know they, <laughs> like, they are so up to speed with songs, but I don't know if that's because of TikToks or, like, listening to the radio on the way in to school I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is another place, you know, that, that um, Sophie and Tyler listen to the radio on the way in, you know, to school or work um, with mom or dad or uh, me. (laughs) And, you know, and I remember um, a while back, it had been a while. She, she, you know, she had just, she rides the school bus in the mornings uh, typically. So it had been a while uh, for her to be in the car in the morning and to hear the Bobby Bones show come on. And she said, I haven't heard Bobby Bones since he got COVID. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's been a while, <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I'd be so curious. Like, are they listening to radio station? Because I still listen to a radio station for the most part in my car. I also have a CD player. So I have a set of CDs and I like that. A lot of cars don't even have CD players anymore. Um, and then I have my playlist on my iPad. So my Spotify. Yeah. 
So I kind of, I'm like all over the place, I guess. Yeah. Well, I just had this vision while you were saying CDs. So, you know, we, when we went on our trip to Hot Springs and stuff, we went into like the Vine, the record store or whatever. And like records are now coming back, kind of like the Polaroid camera. Like they, they're a phase that all of a sudden my generation was like super into. So everybody went and bought a record player, but it's obviously most of them are like newly made, just made in concept of the record player. I hope that makes sense. Like they're not the vintage record players. It's like companies are realized that they were kind of making their comeback and people were wanting them for the nostalgia. And so then they made new ones, you know? So Mm -hmm. I was thinking I had wanted one too. Like, Oh, how cool would it be to have a record player, whatever. But I, I just had this image of people 10 to 15 years from now when like baggy jeans and spiky hair comes back and just the 2000s are like full fledged and people are buying like big CD players for their house. You know, like the one you have that has like multiple, it can play multiple CDs <laughs> sitting there with these big speakers on the side and like the case of little rack to hold all your cases of CDs. I just see those in apartments everywhere when they make a big comeback, you know, and like people are going to have to go out. There's going to be CD stores instead of record stores. Cause it took a while for those record stores to come out, you know, mm-hmm. they like disappeared. So everything just comes back in cycles and I'm just here for it. Yeah. I if, like iPods will make their big resurface in like 25 right. years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like the Walkmans, you know, like yeah. that style of, they're gonna have- be something you're gonna put your little your you know back then I mean we started out we had cassettes and then it went to cd players you guys had the cds yeah in your walkmans I mean yeah. it does it makes you wonder and you're right because um a lot of the things that even um some of the fads that we were doing as a you know teenagers um I remember one of our um, fads that came along were penny loafers. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a loafer shoe. <laughs> you know, is you slip it on penny in? and put your penny in there. Well, my mom did that when she was a kid. So, so from her, from her being, you know, a grade school, middle school to me, you know, 25 years later, the same, um, that came back. Yeah. And there were several things, um, you know, your little, like the kids tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. M- my mom wore those in her when she was in school. Yeah. Like that's what all the cheerleaders wore and all of the, you know, that's what they wore with their skirts, with their poodle skirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Were the kids tennis shoes. Yeah. It's so a, I, it just keeps cycling. Keeps cycling around. Yeah. And even like, you know, your generation with the straight hair my mom went through a generation of straight hair in the seventies. And And, you know, poofy (laughs) hair is kind of coming back, not totally perm styled, but like with Mm -hmm. all these Dyson air wraps and everything, like everybody wants big hair. Now you used to want flat, sleek, shiny hair. And now it's like the coarser and the crazier, the better, you know, the more like awesome. I love that because I love big hair. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Well, I think we should wrap up. Speaking of things that are like generational, I want to end with what the slang terms were because I find slang terms for generations just so interesting and funny. And I like to use things ironically. So I'm ready to add to my repertoire of um, really great slang words. So (laughs) I want to know, 
I want you to say what you called these things. And then like, I'll say what my generation called it if we have one. And then what I think the cool thing is now to say. Okay. So, what did you guys say when something was like really cool? Um, okay. Let's see if it was really cool. Um, oh man, I'm pulling, I'm pulling back now. Um, pulling back from my brain. <laughs> I know. I totally don't... awesome. It was totally awesome. Oh yeah. What am I, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Like right. Two seconds into this. <laughs> totally awesome. <laughs> well, did totally you always awesome. say it enthusiastically too? Oh yeah, it was totally awesome. That's so funny. Oh when yeah. They um like it it's lit or legit it was like well maybe that mm. serious or like it's legit like it's the best or I think they say this today too but something's like fire. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds so dumb. <laughs> but like totally awesome makes so much sense. And then we <laughs> fire like lit by I guess we've progressed accordingly from lit legit to lit to fire but I'm sure that I'm sure there were a few more they're just not coming to me right away yeah. but yeah that one's total totally oh, awesome and cool beans like oh. if, if it's like a cool idea or like that sounds good like cool beans uh-huh yeah I still we think. used oh yeah cool cool was one we used back then too it was cool or um let's see I'm trying to think Uh, the 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 best movie of all times to get a lot of our sayings well okay there's two fast times at Ridgemont High I knew you were gonna say that and Valley Girl oh yeah not Valley Girl because um when we would, um, Valley Girl had a lot, a lot of the uh, um, slangs that we were using coming from mm-hmm. the West Coast. I you need know. to watch it. Did you guys ever say rad? Mm, I don't really remember ever saying rad. Rad. No. But we would say um, if something was, was gross, it was gag me with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh and then it would not only be gag me with a spoon but you would add things on to that like, like gag me gag me with a spoon and a something else you know like you would just it uh, just got to like the yeah. gross like the grosser it was <laughs> that's so funny I don't know what we say for gross now I think it's like the ick something gives you the ick if it's but that's more of like something's cringy maybe like disgust I think we just say gross yeah or we just make yeah. um, <laughs> which is my favorite thing to do <laughs> um, yeah we said barf a lot barf, barf seemed yeah. to be yeah like don't make me barf or that oh that's gonna make me barf <laughs> I do say that and sometimes I like to be done, like silly and be like, vom. Like, that's going to make me vom. And <laughs> it's more fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you, did you guys, um, did you guys have any um, slang words for like 
hanging out or anything like what did you say like mm. are you gonna are you gonna hang hang out or um I can't think of like what we call it if I think we'd just call it hanging out but we would say like do you want to come over to my house we'd say I'm down like oh. we're down. like down just means yes I would like to come with you and I st- I feel like I still say that and people still say that like, do you want to go here this yeah. weekend? Yeah, I'm down. Just text me or whatever. Yeah. That's but it's I like, think... you're supposed to say I'm up for it. So why are we down? <laughs> like, Or we'll say I'm down for whatever. Right. Yeah, because I feel like some, some slangs stay for so long. Like, I think we just generationally, we hear things. Yeah. And I think we just, you know, we just keep. You know, like, um, I saw this, I saw this thing, uh, the other day about, um, Welcome Back Cotter was a show that came out in the seventies. So when I was, when I was a kid and, uh, Vinnie Barbarino, who was played by John Travolta was the, one of the main characters. And he would say up your nose with a rubber hose. And so I can remember saying that. So I said it as a kid, cause I loved that show. And then I would say it for the longest time. Like, and, and I'm sure you've heard me and your dad, like, just say stuff that's just like, what? Yeah. And it just goes back so far for us. And we just said it for like, so long. And things similar to that, but I won't say it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's like, it's like, um, even like commercials and things like that, that would come out like, where's the beef? Oh Yeah. And, you know, just things like that that you just say would say for so long, and so then it wouldn't even have any relevance to Wendy's or what whoever that was that came out with "Where's the Beef" um, commercial. It would be, you know, you're you go get your tacos somewhere, and you're just like, "Uh, where's the beef?" You know, like, but it's a reference. You already know it's a reference from that, right. but it, but it's also a oh. legitimate. You didn't get a lot of meat in yeah. your taco. <laughs> but immediately anyone who's your age is like yeah where's the beef yeah I get it you know? yeah <laughs> oh my goodness but yeah well, we we will have to um we should post some we could put together some sling listings yeah sure because um I know we have we have some really good ones like uh tubu- tubular Oh, that's so tubular. And yeah, we had some. Honestly, there's some that I probably chose to forget. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, that was that was pretty lame. Why was I saying that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gag me with a spoon. I mean, really, <laughs> but it was it was big. It was big. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I thought legit. Like I used to say that word all the time. And I never actually meant legit. It's like literally. You don't mean literally. You don't mean legitimately. You, I don't know why. <laughs> <Say that. laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't mean it, but mm-hmm. it's the thing to say. I remember. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's a different story. But yeah, we should definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I find these so fascinating, and I want to do like an actual where I quiz you on what like Gen Z's terms are, though. 
because I yeah. think like I think trying to guess what they mean is more fun than yeah that um that was a good one when we when we've done that before <clears throat> because it's it's not always relative to what it sounds like it would be yeah <laughs> So I think that would be fun but it's yeah. been fun thinking about what's changed what's different and talking mm-hmm. a little bit about social media and its impacts and all that so that's yeah and one thing I one one phrase I could use that we used to use a lot because you know this was of a day of record players you know 45s 33s um so whenever we would leave someone we would always say catch you on the flip side oh yeah because you had to flip your your player over <laughs> oh my that's so funny okay catch th- on the flip these, side. This, these things i never understood catch on the flip side got it yeah <laughs> on the other side <laughs> see <Huh>. you later <laughs> yeah and then we just had catch you later i can't think of anything else we would say like later later hater i don't know <laughs> right we can Once, say see you later alligator after a while crocodile. yeah <laughs> are we now it's like bye like people just say <laughs> but one thing that we said that i just don't understand was if something was like good like how are you doing and you would say oh i'm good or like how'd your day go it was good we would say gucci it's gucci I remember you saying that. And I said that all the time. Yes. Yes. I do remember that one. <laughs> Where did that even come from? I don't even know. See, another like saying that I just pick, I don't know. You just hear your cool friends or like, it just gets around and so many people are saying it and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to say that too. It's Gucci. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it means. And then all of a sudden it goes out of style and you're the only one still saying it. And you're like, oh. <laughs> like nobody's saying that anymore. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that would be me for sure. <laughs> in front of the kids, because like my kids have saying, like I'll try to throw in their slang here and there to to just like catch them off guard. But I need to start throwing mine in and just seeing what they do. Because I still say cool beans, and they're like Miss Kaufman, cool beans. And I'm like, what? That's like a great thing. I will never stop saying that. <laughs> but there's other ones. Yeah, that. you need to do that and then see what see how long they repeat it like or just you know see if it's something where at the end of the year one of them says it to you again or something yeah you've started a whole new trend of yes well I've always wanted to make up a slang like I don't a slang saying yeah where do they come from yeah I was thinking like when you diss someone back in our day which I feel like it was the same for yours you'd say burn I can just remember Kelso burn (laughs) That right. So that's what I always think of. And we would always say like, ooh, burn and like make jokes about that. Well, now they say roast. Like you just got roasted. And I'm like, that is so clever. And it's just right. evolved from burn. And I'm like, how do people come up with this? Who said that first? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Such clever people. I know. I know. I was never that clever. No. I always went after whatever someone else said Just and I didn't follower. even always say it right you know so yeah. <laughs> yeah. It always, and it always sounded wrong coming out of your mouth and you're like yeah, yeah. not me <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can never could get it <sighs> uh, 
Oh, well, this has been fun. Yeah. I've enjoyed this one. I love walking down memory lane. I just, now I have to realize that my memory is not as good as it used to be, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these are good refreshers for me. Yeah. And honestly, we could like, I'm sure there's so many more things we could talk about. So if we do end up posting about this and anybody else remembers, they can kind of comment and we can include that in our next one. It would be fun even to have like Memo on here to talk about her. Like, yes. And see what's different. You know, you know, their words, their, their phrases and stuff. So different because if you think about, um, and I've even watched, uh, some shows that were from that time frame of like 50s or 60s and like some of the things that they would say we would not think anything of but they were like ooh, taboo yeah you know to even be caught saying that or wearing that or we're coloring your hair that way or you know just certain things that yeah. has evolved over time of being risque or Mm -hmm. out you know really pushing the limits on something we should definitely do a whole episode on that because i have a lot of opinions about today's commercials and everything they they shock me and i just i always think about that like how certain commercials wouldn't have even been allowed 10 years 20 years ago you know that would have just been wildly inappropriate that now Mm -hmm. are so normal it's just yeah i completely agree completely agree I'm shocked when I see some yeah yeah and coming from a time frame when you know our television our our television stations our our cable stations went off at midnight and um and we weren't allowed to watch tv past you know eight or nine o'clock depending on our age because nothing pg came on until then and then after 10 was when you even reach anything rated R, you know? Yeah. Crazy. Right. <laughs> I know. And now the access to, which again, a whole different podcast, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should end this one here while we're ahead. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because we've really, we've made this one a really long one too. I so know. hopefully everyone has has stuck with us this far yes Yes. sorry it's lengthy we weren't expecting it but it's been fun but this has been life's middle moments so we will post your garfield picture your garfield phone picture on our moments pod instagram and we can connect there and then until next time we'll talk to y'all later yes we will talk soon (laughs) all right tell everyone i said hello and i love them All right. Same with you. We love you guys. All right. Love you too. Bye. 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 -bye. (laughs) Wait, I'm trying to think of the way to say bye. (laughs) Hater. I was like already forgetting what we said. Later, hater. Catch you on the flip side.
Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. This is crazy because it's been so long since we recorded. And I feel like we used to say that in the beginning, but this time it really has been a really long time. It really has. I know. I'm going to be a little rusty. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) Same. I'm like, wait, how do I even work this app? And I really feel like you can hear my air blowing down from the vent right above me. So hopefully that doesn't last very long. Yeah. Well, it's so hot right now. I mean, even here you know, temperatures over 100 degrees. And so that's, please run your air if you need to. <laughs> yeah. It's been really, really crazy. But it has. Hot <laughs> summer. Power issues and everything. Yeah, it's been insane. Um, we were without power for about almost five hours the other night. And uh, it was, fl- it was, it was like strong surges on and off. Um, for probably about 30 or 40 minutes and then completely gone. Um, So no air conditioning, no electricity for fan. Um, So we um, met up with, uh, with the kiddos and ran up to a restaurant and sat in there for about an hour and a half and (laughs) in the air. And, uh, and then it, it ended up coming back on around 10, 1030. Um, you know, just in time to go to bed, but then our thermostat was out, I guess, from all the surges. Um, and so that took your dad about another hour to get that working. Um, and then we were able to actually run the air (laughs) before that it was fans. (laughs) That's crazy. You think it just was like overworked? Yeah, I think, uh, so the batteries inside had exploded Um, And I think it was just, they were like really strong surges um, that were happening. Um, So what we ended up finding out was a power line had gone down um, just, yeah, just nearby here. And it ended up affecting the whole city because um, we've, I've talked to several people that live, I mean, in completely different portions or areas of, of our city and, and on the, even on the outskirts, they, and everyone was out. So it affected, I mean, just like this whole area here. So, um, and then when it fell, the grass is so dry, it it ended up causing sparks, um, and started a grass fire. So then they were dealing with that. (laughs) Uh, So it's been really hot, really hot here. Yeah. Well, I remember you just reminded me when we were in our apartment, it was like the air would kick on. I would hear it kick on. I could feel it kind of blowing and stuff, but our apartment would never cool down. And we always had to have the fans on. And for some, I don't remember what even made me think about it, but we were like, we're going to have to get maintenance in here. But we kind of had one extra dog than we were supposed to. So we weren't trying to call maintenance. And so then I found on Google that on those really old thermostats that take batteries, if the batteries are low or close to dying, that can affect how your air conditioner works. And so mm. I, we ran to Kroger, changed the batteries, and that night it got as cool as we wanted it to. It was so weird. Mm-hmm. So sometimes wow. just change your AC from your thermostat. It's really weird. But yeah, and that could have been that could have been partially what was happening because already um, the thermostat was really 
battling to stay mm -hmm. a, a good cool temperature in here. So, yeah. So that could have already been um, yeah. nearing <laughs> the batteries going out. And then with this, just, you know, about five or six surges um, mm -hmm. then, and we didn't even notice it until after we came back and the power had kicked on, but the air conditioner wasn't and the thermostat wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, it, it probably happened in the process. I mean, we, I was going through the house when this, at a certain, after several of those, I was going through the house, I turned off the, the AC, but I didn't, um, we still, you could still see the numbers and everything on the screen. Um, but I went through and I unplugged everything and, uh, except for the refrigerator and deep freeze, you know, because we thought, no, we're going to leave those on. And if they happen to go out, you know, because we don't, we don't want to be without, without, <laughs> you know, those being cool. Um, and then we ended up losing complete power anyway. So <laughs> was all your food fine? It was all fine. Yeah. I mean, it stayed cool enough. And I think us leaving, um, we just, everything kind of stayed pretty airtight in here, you know, so, um, so that probably helped. We closed all the blinds and, um, just tried to keep the inside as cool as we could keep it. So, yeah. Yeah. But Recently, I've had two different people that I know who their deep freeze has become unplugged and they've lost all their food inside. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. How does the deep freeze just come unplugged? Yeah. So one of them, um, I guess something had fallen behind the deep freeze and unplugged it on its way down. Mm. Um, and then the other one. Um, it was, I think it was from some sort of a, um, power outage or something that they were having issues with and they were without for like a day or so. And it just, they lost everything in there. So, so mental note, go check every appliance, make sure you <laughs> check the batteries in your thermostat. Exactly. And I mean, you would have been too young to remember this, but when we lived out by the lake, when you were small, um, we had that deep freeze that sat down in the, in the garage. Um, and we had, we had it probably about halfway full. We had deer meat and um, beef and, you know, just all kinds of frozen foods, you know, in there. And, um, and we had a, uh, something had fallen behind the, the deep freeze and unplugged it, hit the cord just right to just pull it out enough and uh, yeah, it, we went a, like two, like a couple of days, I guess it was two or three days. We go down there to open it up, to pull something out and the smell was overpowering mm. and it was done. It was, it was, we were done. <laughs> so we had to pull everything out and it was a mess. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> So it does happen. And after that, we do. That's one of the things that we do occasionally <laughs> is check our, check our deep freeze. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the, one of the joys, I guess, of having one, but um, yeah, they're nice to have, but I know. So, so what we, so what ours right now, I can't imagine if it went out and we would really be, um, we would really be in trouble if it was very long because recently, you know, we went ahead and 
purchased um, part of a pig and and part of a cow and then we have deer meat and you know just trying to you know purchase meat from people who are like doing their own processing and everything right now um and just you know be able to kind of stock up a little bit before winter and so I can't I can't imagine it would be just detrimental if anything happened to it long term right now you know that'd be a lot of but if we knew like had the they had an estimate on the power coming back on the other night but if we knew if it was going to be um like some people who've been out for days um for different reasons then we would have packed it up and put it some you know taken it somewhere to someone <laughs> yeah but um but yeah it's 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 just not not a good thing to to have your deep freeze without power that's for sure yeah definitely not I'm glad it came back on and everything was fine thank you yeah we it was funny because we were running the fans and then we actually found out that we liked running the fans at night so we turned the air conditioner down and we started running the fans uh, the the floor fans and uh but you know we've got those big industrial ones but it was really nice and cool in the bedroom and um so that'll help us save on um on our ac a little bit too so that's good i know i'm pleasantly impressed with how well insulated our new build is we've kept it when we left for our trips we just put it up to i think we said we were going to put it up to 78 so i think maybe we did and then we came back we just bumped it down to 75 which was even, we were like, mm, should we do 73? I don't know. We're like, oh, let's just leave it. And we haven't touched it since. And it's been really hot here, but we have not had an issue. And even at night, usually we're like, it's so hot. And we turn it down, <laughs> like 72. And we have not even thought about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. Huge difference. Yeah. So that's good. And we finally, yeah. um, we've been putting in these work orders for things because they just rushed through the build of our house. And today the guy calls me, he's like, Hey, yeah, I just see this order. Um, was that ever fixed? And I was like, um, can you remind me which order this is? Because the last one we put in was a couple of months ago and we've put in multiple. So, and he was like, Oh, ha, ha, yeah. As in like, (laughs) we should have definitely taken care of that by now. But, and so then he reminded me and I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. That is a problem. I totally forgot that that was a problem. But, oh my goodness you know something that I don't use that often and so and then he was like oh yeah and the door to the garage you said it, it wasn't like pulling tight and I was like huh yeah that hasn't really been a problem in a while I don't know I guess it kind of fixed itself <laughs> <laughs> but, so finally they're going to come out on Tuesday because our dryer breaker is all like keeps flipping like there's a short somewhere in there and then I don't know kind of a whole host of problems we have like an outlet in our kitchen that doesn't even work doesn't do anything so oh no yeah that's and crazy since we moved in but we didn't know really until we moved in because you don't go around and check every single outlet and it's one on the side of the island so you don't really think about it mm-hmm. um, and I always plug in on the other side of the island the vacuum and stuff well one day I wanted to plug the vacuum into that side and I was like that's weird and then we tested it with one of those little proby things. And yeah, no electricity there. So, oh my Got goodness. List gathered for our one year inspection, you know, to get it all fixed under warranty. But 
Yeah, you're getting close, aren't you? We are. I know. So we're gathering a list. But thankfully, our AC is not on the list. (laughs) That is good. Yeah. Happy. (laughs) But, well, let's get into our topic for today. This is okay. We haven't talked about it in a long time, but I was actually just talking about this exact same thing with some of my friends the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah, mom and I were going to do a podcast on this. We never did. And it is, oh, I never even did our intro either. Welcome to Life's Middle Moments. <laughs> My name is Bree. I'm 27 now because I just had a birthday. And I live in Texas. I'm the daughter half of this mother-daughter podcast. <laughs> and hello. My name is Sheila. I am 52 years old. I live in Arkansas and I am the mother half of this mother-daughter podcast. I cannot believe we forgot our intro, but so. see, told you we were rusty. Oh, we are. <laughs> we didn't even know. Okay, well, now that it's officially began, today, we're going to be talking about making death plans and telling your loved ones what your plans are. And we kind of started talking about this after some recent passings, and it just sparking our own ideas of like, you know, I was telling Jonathan, we don't belong to a church, so where would I even have my funeral? And then I was like, would I even want a funeral? What would I want that to look like? And, you know, like dad's perspective has always been, I don't care, I'll be dead. So I don't know any different, you know, but I think it matters for your loved ones to know your plans so that it kind of takes that mental burden off of them in planning that in such a hard time. Yes, definitely. I think that's one of the things we, we felt like was the biggest, um, you know, the biggest reason for, for people to put things either down on paper or, or document it somewhere, um, you know, uh, or at least just verbalize it to someone mm-hmm. um, who can, um, not to say necessarily that person will still be here, but just to document it or, or share it with enough people that we feel like, you know, that they'll know what our thoughts are. And then also on the flip side, you know, we kind of talked through the the fact that, we want to make sure that our loved ones are um, comfortable with the idea that we're okay with whatever in addition that they would choose to do as well. Like it really is for the living. It is for those who are, Mm -hmm. you know, who are grieving the loss of that person. So I think that's also important that people um, like you mentioned earlier, eliminate some of the stress so they don't feel the pressure of making it just right or Mm -hmm. doing something that maybe the person would not have wanted or missing something that the person would have wanted. So just eliminates a lot of that. Yeah. And I don't feel like it's super important or necessary, obviously to go into the very nitty gritty details of where you want it or how, what you want people to wear like, that would be great for me to know. I would, you know, as you and I are talking, I would want to know that things for you. Like, what songs would you want played or whatever, which sounds so morbid to think about. But I, in to me, it's most important to know what your wish is for, like, do you want to be buried or cremated? I think, like, how do you want to be, I almost said disposed of, which is such a horrible word <laughs> to use <laughs> for this topic. But I feel like detachment is the only way we can really get through this episode anyway. It's just kind Absolutely. of... Absolutely. You know, yeah. Yes. Not Snake light of it. <laughs> yeah. 
so I'm definitely, we are not heartless, <laughs> just um, trying to make it easier, but I'm, I just would be so consumed with like, what was their wish for, for their body for the afterlife. Some people have very strong beliefs and you and I have very opposing beliefs on what we or I guess like personal preferences on what we'd want. And that's important to know because I would not want you coming back to haunt me because I didn't properly care for you. <laughs> um, and I would. I would. And you would. Yeah, I would too. Oh my gosh, I would. So I think that at least is important to get out there. And oh, also, I think it's important to talk about your, if you are in an, a state like a, if you're unconscious in the hospital, plugged up, plugged in, I mean, and like how long do you want to be on a hooked up to a machine if it's breathing for you um mm -hmm. that which is also that can also be a really super sensitive topic so I don't want to make it seem like it's a joke but because it's not but I fear that if I am in a state like that and I'm a machine is breathing for me like I don't want my family members to have to decide how long do they let me stay on what would my wish be like you know, I've told Jonathan, I don't want that. Cause it's just, it's not what I would want. I would want to be like my organs to be able to be harvested or whatever. And then that's it. Like I don't, for me personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I recently was watching this movie and it was, um, along this same topic right here. Um, you know, this, this man's wife had, had had an accident. Um, she was, you know, she was living off of, um, a machine and after, you know, so many tests and, um, all of these things were done and, and the doctor, you know, came back and determined, um, her situation was, was, was not good. And that the, um, she had a low probability of ever functioning on her own off of the, uh, off of the, um, tubes and off of, you know, the breathing system. So, um, you know, and he, and he was struggling with, um, unplugging and the doctor said, well, she had a DNR on, you know, mm. she had this document, um, it's legal and you don't have to make this decision. She has already made it for you. So here's kind of where we're at and here's the timing and here's what I think you and your daughters need to do. And you need, if you want to say your goodbyes and do your things, we don't know how long she'll survive off of the respirator, but um, it will be, we will, we will be moving forward to do this. She already made the decision. So as hard as it was for him to hear that, it would have been harder for him to make the decision for her. Mm-hmm. And to have that on his conscience, did he make the right decision? Mm -hmm. And I think it, I was thinking too, while you were saying that I'm imagining a family in there where, where like maybe her mother was there and was the husband and the mother were um, not agreeing. And so then it's like, who gets to make that call? Like the husband, your legal spouse does, but then do you want that drama also? Exactly. And like, do you want the pain to have to tell, you know, your spouse's mother or father or kids that this is what you're going to do. You're choosing to do this. Um, and whether it either, either direction, because um, if there's no, 
if there's no possibility for them to live a normal life, um, but you just can't let go, um, you know, you're going to hit, there's going to be a lot of controversy around that decision. Yeah. I think it's really hard. So some people don't want to think about it at all. Like Jonathan is like, don't ask me. I don't know. I I don't want to talk about it. Like he will not even give any little piece of what he wants, which puts that make that's stressful for me because I would want to do right by him. But then it's like, I get it. Like, I don't want to push you to think about that. But Mm -hmm. it's a hard topic for people to um, discuss with each other or to even consider because um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's even a, a small piece of me that is just, you know, um, leery to talk about it. Am I jinxing myself That's by it. providing all of this information for someone? Yeah. <laughs> is this, you know, like how, I mean, and you hear those stories, absolutely, mm-hmm. that you get all this stuff documented or paper signed or all this, you know, and then they pass away. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, the good thing is we have all of this information now. <laughs> we know exactly what they want, but the but the crazy thing is she was healthy when she was talking to me about it, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it is a hard, it is a hard topic. I mean, I know like um, from your dad's perspective, he has certain things that he knows. He knows he wants to be cremated. Um, he knows that there are certain aspects that um, he wants to happen. And beyond that, he doesn't care. It's like, yeah. oh, it's just, you know, it's open, whatever you guys want to do from there. I really don't care. Cause like you said earlier, he won't be here. That's, that's <laughs> his thought. I won't be here. All I know is here's what I want. Because, and part of his is um, based on the least amount of financial burden on his family, um, the least amount of effort and, you know, just everything like his is minimal. He's just thinking about it minimally, you know? Yeah. It is weird. It is. Um, and as I was growing up, I, I didn't know anyone cremated. I only knew um, burials. Um, I knew visitations um, or church services and cemetery services. And it was, you did this, whole, it was a whole process. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. no one swayed from any of that. I mean, you... It, there was a timeline, there was organization wrapped around it. And if you, if you found out that someone, you know, if I found out that my uncle passed away, I knew the questions to ask, when is the visitation? When's the service, you know, whether it be church service or funeral home and then where, or, or when is the, uh, cemetery service I mean like you just knew like you got to get all this detail because everyone's was the same and you and you could pretty much um expect that the um the first of the visitation was going to take place within a couple of days after their passing the funeral service might be the third day like there was a timeline that Mm -hmm. always occurred it was very rare to for anyone to deviate from that and now there's so many different types of services. There's so many different um, people that I know that I never 
would have thought that their choice would be, you know, cremation over burial, but it's becoming more um, common and um, celebration services are becoming more common. You're not seeing church services as much anymore, at least, you know, and I'm just speaking from my own personal um, experiences. Um, Some people aren't doing graveside because they've been cremated. So there's not a you don't go to a cemetery. There's mm-hmm. nothing, you know, now some people who are being cremated do still want to be buried, you know, next to their husband or wife or, you know, family members. They want a headstone. They want a place for family to come and, and pay respects. And um, so it's different. Everyone is just so different now. You don't know what to expect. Right. And you can kind of do it however you feel best because there are less and less expectations on how it should be Mm -hmm. I can even remember services were almost identical like you knew you knew you'd go in you'd open up with a prayer you'd have a song um someone would get up and speak or the or the preacher would get up and speak and there'd be another song someone else would do a closing and maybe we'd do a prayer and then there'd be another song Yeah, yeah it was just like so standard Yes, I know. I expect, I expected to, you know, at a funeral that I've been to, to go to a gravesite, um, like the burial part. And then when they didn't have that, that was the first funeral I had been to that wasn't like that. And I was so glad because that's the hardest part. Um, it's all hard, but that just is like, I don't know, such, that's just, I don't, I can't even like believe that we mm-hmm. watch that you know that that is such mm-hmm. the norm for funerals mm-hmm. and like that's that's the finale yeah you know, it, you know it, in that moment symbolic. it just is crazy because that you have those pictures in your mind and even like open caskets and everything it, it's just crazy the formality but it's I don't know like you want that at the same time but you don't want that you want that for yourself and it is for the living because that is such a formal process and you're able to process your emotions and get your closure but then it's just so horrible all at the same time that you dread the day but you need it at the same time Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's part of your grieving process it's part of your closure and um I remember and you know I know that um back you know hundreds of years ago this was taking place but people were you know would take pictures of of the deceased and they might frame them or put them in photo albums and I remember when my grandma passed away this would have been uh 1983 and I remember my aunt taking pictures of each family member by the casket with her casket open and she had a photo album with all these pictures of all of us, each of us with my grandma. Yeah. And she had, of course, then pictures of just my grandma in the casket. And um, that, I guess that was, it, it, I don't know. It seemed normal. Mm-hmm. It just seemed normal to me at the time because people did that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't know that that's something that I would want now <clears throat> of 
any of my loved ones. I don't think that that's how I would ever, you know, that I would want to remember them in that manner or go back and visit that, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. I, I think I would want to be more uh, seeking out the pictures and memories of them laughing and family functions and stuff like that. And that's the great thing about technology. Now you can have a slideshow or, you know, a little montage of pictures that are rolling of your best moments. And that's can be more of the focus. And like you mentioned, it's a celebration of life, which just puts such a better spin on it. And then you're still getting your closure, but it, you're leaving with such good memories and like mm-hmm. a little bit of a, I don't know, the mood is just different and incredibly sad, but very much like, wow. Yeah. I don't like we had great times or those were some great memories. Like it just fills you a little bit more, you know, fills your heart up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's I agree. I would want it's like pictures and mm-hmm. more of like a short celebration of life, very quick. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, because it does. It shows. Um, it shows that you lived. Yeah, that's that's what we want to see. That's what we want to know. Yeah, how did you live, and who was important in your life? And that's really important. Um, I feel like that um, I am this way. <laughs> I'm sure that there are others, but it it warms my heart when I go to a service and uh, pictures, you know, are on a slideshow and I'm part of that. Like I'm in there and then it makes me feel. And then from there, all these memories start coming back and you really remember your relationship with that person, even if you haven't been with them or seen them for years. Um, but I love that. I love the slideshows. Those are, those are definitely, um, make note of that. That needs to be done on mine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I want you guys to remember how I lived. (laughs) Yeah. And all the people that I lived, you know, my life with. (laughs) Oh gosh. Now there's pressure. Who all (laughs) Gotta make sure everybody at this service feels welcomed. (laughs) Like, yes and I'm going to tell you right now there are already at least what has it been nine or 12 no maybe it's been 12 years since Facebook now since I joined Facebook you're going to have a lot of pictures to have to funnel through (laughs) that is a good thing you're like making your sport (laughs) that's right hunting and photo albums I mean I could but (laughs) and still find so many more of the picture queen herself (laughs) <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I should have introduced this episode differently we didn't really plan how we were going to say this because I feel like we're in just like it still feels sad <laughs> on the end and it's like oh, okay we'll plan for your own demise and like leave your loved ones behind and bye have a good day like, this is not our episode <laughs> We're going off script. This is not the norm. And what an episode <laughs> yeah. back on, you know? Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, but but what an important thing for everyone to take a few minutes and think about, yeah. though, right now. Because when we don't, when we don't put thought into that, I mean, you and I both know 
you know, how suddenly that people can be taken from us and that, you know, if we, if there's any way that we can make it easier for our loved ones, then, you know, we should do that. We definitely should do that. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it is a good topic. It's not a topic and we can always bounce on to something a little bit more upbeat next week, but (laughs) I think it's important. And we of course are in no way, um, you know, going to um, insinuate that someone needs to plan a, you know, plan their um, funeral arrangements or their, um, their services or anything like that. Or we definitely, as you said, we're on, you know, we have two different ideas as far as um, casket burial or cremation. And there's, there's all kinds of things to consider in the whole process So, um, you know, I think that that's one thing that we should note here is that we're not, um, we're not trying to, um, we're not sharing our ideas because we're trying to encourage anyone to follow those, (laughs) but we're just trying to throw out all possibilities, I guess. And of course, the more, you know, someone starts to, to think about it, they'll come up with other things themselves too. Um, and some people who listen to this may have already done this process that, mm-hmm. that we're talking about and kudos to you. I mean, that's, I, I'm, I think that that's a great planning for any of us at any point in our lives. We've, we've, you know, we know that we've lost people that are very young and we've lost people that were very old and out and everywhere in between. So none of us knows at what point something could happen. Yeah. Um, so the other thing too, that, um, that I have been thinking more of, um, as we were talking through a lot of this was, um, not only, um, putting together my, my thoughts onto, you know, paper or, um, into a document or verbally, but also to, um, help financially by seeking out places like you mentioned earlier. If I choose that I'm going to have a burial, what's the cost of that? What's the cost of my service? And then find a place like like take it even a further step yeah. and try to help eliminate some of the financial decisions and burden that your family members will have afterwards as well. You know, and that's great. I mean, and I do know people who who do, you know, funeral planning. Now, typically people start to do that later in life um, and maybe even upon retirement age and, you know, older, but I just feel like it's something important for all of us to do it no matter what age we are right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and maybe even putting money aside a little bit to kind of help with the expenses. If you're in that position, dying in this country I don't know how it is in other countries but it's so expensive for no reason because it's the one thing you literally can't control and like your family members should not be left with that but it's inevitable but also picking the place because you know we've talked about how I'm here but my family is in Arkansas but my I kind of have created my family here so if people wanted to come visit my gravesite or whatever, like where's my final resting 
I wouldn't want you and Jonathan kind of being trying to decide who gets, you know, where the burial is. So I think picking a place and just having that as your wish, like on your final wish can help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when yeah, you, and even, you, you know, go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was just going to say, and when you do make those decisions, you know, reach out to those cemeteries um, or, you know, if you've figured out things on your funeral services, reach out to um, the church or the funeral home or uh, crematory, find out costs. And like you said, you know, either start putting money, you know, aside for that or make payments to them. I mean, just start a, start a plan, you know, yeah, Uh, everything helps. Every little bit helps if somebody suddenly passes. Yeah. And when you approach your spouse or whomever to tell them, think about maybe asking them first, can we talk about our final plans? Um, instead of just turning to them and saying, I want to be cremated. Um, (laughs) that's what I did to Jonathan. And he was like, what? Stop talking about this. Why are you telling me? So don't freak them out. Ask if they're ready mentally to have that conversation. (laughs) They might might not be the person to tell. (laughs) yeah that might indicate to you that you need to find someone else (laughs) to give your wishes say well when the time comes here it is (laughs) right not right now yeah I'm gonna put there's gonna be an envelope in my top dresser drawer should anything (laughs) happen to me (laughs) mine's gonna have scratches through because I'm so indecisive like no wait no uh and then I'm just gonna have little notes you decide Yeah, <laughs> it'll be like, and I'll, I'm, I'm writing mine with a pencil so I can erase some stuff. <laughs> it's ever changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Well, and oh, I was just thinking you brought up a really good point. It's ever changing. And that's the difference too, as you, as you, you would have to update this, you know, really ever so yeah. many years because things do change in your life and you might be living in a different location or have different family members or children or grandchildren or their things are going to change. So that's the other thing I would note as well. Yeah. Is to keep it updated. Yeah. I agree. Well, I'm glad we could talk about this as weird or morbid as it is. I do. I agree. It's important to talk about and to kind of have a plan. You should have a plan for everything, a fire escape from your house and a plan for your own services at the end. Um, or at least letting your spouse off the hook or something like I would just want to know if you don't care then just say you don't care and then I can feel fine you know doing whatever I feel is best so mm-hmm. I think conversation is really important yep I agree I completely agree yeah well thank <laughs> you for talking about this with me and thanks uh whoever's listening for bearing with us on this rocky start <laughs> back to our podcast yeah you know we were definitely not as emotional during this conversation as we were when the initial conversation conversation took place (laughs) so I think we've worked through a lot of it (laughs) and that conversation was hours long so we did a much better job kind of condensing our thoughts into absolutely the most important parts but Yeah, well, this was good. I'm excited to kind of get back into talking about things and we'll have to think of something definitely more lighthearted for next week. 
Yes, definitely. And we will get back on track and um, share lots of things with, um, you know, our thoughts and um, current events or things happening in the world or things happening in our lives as we go forward. So I am excited. Oh, and really quick. um, So we did recently get to spend a lot of time together. Um, so that was really good. And we had full intentions of recording while you guys were here. Um, but, um, we, uh, we were so grateful to have so much time with you guys recently and, um, to just be able to see you so much and hopefully we will see each other again soon. Yeah, I know. Of course. And I'm so thankful for FaceTime to get to still do that and still see faces and everything. See the kids. But definitely soon, we'll be reunited. Yes, yes. Looking forward to it. And uh, maybe at some point, we can get back in, uh, into doing like a video yeah. podcast like yeah. we talked about as well. Talks about it. I've never <laughs> <laughs> really good. <laughs> we have lots of ideas. We, we just <laughs> have a lot going on. <laughs> Yeah, not a lot of time, but lots of ideas. I say that as I'm on summer break, literally doing nothing all day, every day. So soon I'm really not going to have time. (laughs) Okay, well, until next week or next time, I guess I should say, I will talk to you later then. All right, that sounds good. I have enjoyed talking with you tonight. Me too. Tell dad I said hello. Okay, I sure will. Tell Jonathan hello from us. You guys take care. I will. We'll talk to you soon. Love you. All right. Love you too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.